Welcome to MoFo Perspectives, a podcast by Morris and Forster, where we share the perspectives of our clients, colleagues, subject matter experts, and lawyers. Hello, welcome to the Above Board Podcast. This is Dave Lynn, and I'm a partner at Morrison and Forster, where I practice in the areas of public company counseling and corporate governance. And I'm very pleased to be joined today by my colleague Linda Clark, who's a partner in Morrison and Forster's market-leading global privacy and data security group, and former chief data security counsel for Relic, where for nearly 20 years she served as the lead counsel to all business areas globally for incident response, including ransomware, malware, and DDoS attacks and strategies and investigations, communications, crisis management, and engagement with regulators and law enforcement. Linda, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Dave. We're going to address the latest considerations for general counsels and members of the board of directors in the area of cybersecurity, and in particular, the important role that the GCs and directors play in protecting and maintaining their company's cybersecurity and mitigating the potential damage caused by cybersecurity incidents. Certainly, data breaches are top of mind for executives in the C-suite, especially the general counsel. Linda, what are the three main things that you would say to the general counsel in terms of things they should do to best position the company to navigate a cyber attack? It's hard to pick just three, but I'd say first and foremost, understand very clearly what the roles and responsibilities are for each group and that group's leadership team when an incident occurs. Also, as a side note, you'll see that I shy away from the term cyber attack because I think that the board and the general counsel need to take a much broader approach to understanding the risks. In my view, they should look at incident response, whether it's the loss of a paper document, a misdirected email or an infrastructure attack by a nation state actor. Even what seem like low stakes incidents are an opportunity for the board and the general counsel to understand the risk profile and to learn what the company can do better. And they're also a great opportunity to build relationships and clarify roles and responsibilities for the larger bet the company type incidents. But let's get back to what the GC can do to help the company navigate an incident. To position the company best, the general counsel needs to look in advance at the entire incident response lifecycle, from awareness that something may have occurred, all the way through responding to regulatory inquiries and rebuilding trust, including investors' trust, and to be clear on the roles and responsibilities at each stage of that process. The in-house legal team will need to be shoulder to shoulder with the other critical functions, whether it's compliance, information security, finance, But if the general counsel can start well before an incident by getting buy-in, that legal advice is inextricably intertwined with the investigation and will be part of the strategic decisions being made, that goes a long way for being positioned to navigate whatever happens. To say it another way, the general counsel needs to establish in abundantly clear terms what their role and responsibility will be when something happens. So that's the first thing. But the second thing is that the general counsel's team really needs to be fluent in legal frameworks that apply to information protection globally, and also recognize how specialized an area of law this is, and one that's constantly changing. That's a big lift, but you can start with small steps, select a few key geographies that matter to the company, and understand those regulators, what their expectations are and how other companies have run afoul of those expectations. 
Unpack a few cases and find key elements that are applicable to your company's processes. Even though with an in-house expert, you'll still need external experts for an array of issues. The response to each and every incident is informed by the incidents that came before, whether they're yours or someone else's, and you'll need external experts whose day job is incident response. But recognize, though, you also need to be fluent or at least conversational in the life cycle of an incident so you can engage meaningfully and guide your business leaders through it. A tabletop, in my view, is an introduction to these concepts, but really, you need to prepare yourself and the company for an incident, and you need to go several levels deeper than tabletop. You need to have playbooks, understand communications workflows, know how you'll respond to third-party inquiries. Thinking through those things in advance matters. And then third, a good general counsel always keeps top of mind that an incident is affecting real people whether that means the people whose information may have been compromised, investors, employees, or customers. If there are real people who are at risk, what is the risk? And how can you meaningfully help these people? Of course, this is especially important in certain industries like healthcare, banking, and transportation, but it goes beyond that to all businesses. So I think to navigate an incident successfully, the general counsel can and really should Act as a reminder that the decisions a company makes should be mindful of doing the right thing and that the decisions you make impact real people. And from the board perspective, what are some of the areas that directors should really be focused on today? I think directors should be taking a 360-degree view of the risks to information the company holds, transmits, and processes, and to understanding how those risks are mitigated. I think it's important directors focus on asking the hard questions and that they take a longitudinal view of the risks presented and the risks that have actually materialized. It's impossible, though, for every director to be a cyber expert. So get the cyber experts to tell you their top 10 key controls and their roadmap to creating a resilient organization. Ask whether those particular controls are operating effectively and ask that of the right people. Ask it about the processes and the technologies that are being used and look at that in comparison with the company's risk profile and risk tolerance. What are the ongoing risks presented? How are they being mitigated? What compensating controls are in place? And directors, I think, are well served by asking whether an outside expert should be brought in to validate that the risks are being managed in line with industry standards, especially any sector-specific expectations. I think it's important that the board starts going beyond listening to a presentation and moves into the posture of asking those hard questions. And before a cyber incident occurs, what strategies would you recommend that a general counsel implement to ensure that the company's legal preparedness and compliance is aligned with relevant data protection laws? First, I'd say it's really important to build relationships across your entire business. That's really the most strategic thing you can do. And make sure that the general counsel's office is embedded across the board in product development, data processing, any external statements your company is making about its practices, and that the general counsel understands the micro-industries that the company is involved in. These relationships will ensure you have the knowledge to build out your legal preparedness. If you don't know someone is creating a new product that pulls in sensitive data, you're not going to know what laws to bear in mind if something happens. Also, if you can build relationships with the security and technology teams, understand what keeps them up at night 
and what they have on their roadmap. If something goes wrong and you've done those things, you'll be a step ahead. I mean, of course, this goes back to my earlier point about clarity of roles and responsibilities, but I think building relationships is a separate and important thing to keep in mind. Second, I'd say have a plan to make sure the general counsel's team is engaged from awareness of a potential incident through closeout and accept that in the world of cyber incidents, having perfect information is rare. How will you work with the security teams and outside experts to make defensible decisions as best as possible? What risk assessments are you going to perform? Underscore the value of bringing legal in early and of consistently making sure that you are an integral part of incident response. Socialize the idea that not all incidents are breaches and that, a, in quotes, a breach is a legal term of art. The business should want the general counsel to help navigate that, especially given the myriad frameworks that apply. And then third, I'd say, look holistically across the enterprise to see what has happened previously and what steps have been put in place to do better. What are we going to learn from our own issues and those that others have experienced? There's no shortage of breaches in the news. Use those as case studies. Figure out how you can do better. Given the evolving nature of cybersecurity threats, how do you stay current on the latest developments and best practices in the field and ensure that the company's ongoing compliance and preparedness is up to par? I think it's important to view the company's incident response plans and processes through the eyes of a person who's impacted by the incident, also through the eyes of an investor, through the eyes of a client or a customer, and through the eyes of a regulator. And then you read the news with those perspectives in mind. I like to think of each article where you see an entity that's going through an incident as an opportunity to stop and really think. How would you handle each step of the incident if it was yours? Who from your company would have a seat at the table from initial triage to the investigation to communications and escalation decisions? What legal issues do you see popping up when you read these articles? What external advisors would you call in to help you to get through it? I'd also really encourage in-house attorneys to look at the websites of each of their key regulators, whether it's the SEC, the FTC, or the ICO, or others, and see what those regulators are saying companies have done right and also importantly, what they have done wrong. Or you could read the MOFO summaries of the decisions, of course, as well. But there are amazing nuggets of information that you can turn into actionable advice and make substantial and important improvements to your own posture when your inevitable incident occurs. For example, if a regulator expects certain data to be available in a post-breach review, how would you respond to that inquiry if it was yours? If a regulator has fined an entity for not including a particular control because in the regulator's view, it would have been part of reasonable security, does your business include that control? If not, why not? And use that as a jumping off point to have a conversation with your chief information security officer. Is there a roadmap towards implementation of that control? Or if asked, how would you explain that control is not there? And how would you guide a company in terms of communicating with uh, affected parties and regulatory bodies and the public after a cyber incident occurs while also sort of managing your legal risk? Number one, tell the truth. The facts are what they are, and it's important to understand that there are always gaps in knowledge as an investigation proceeds. 
Some of those gaps may close with that investigation, but some will remain. Be honest with yourselves about what you know, what you will never know, and how you will do better next time. And be prepared to defend the company if despite your best efforts and despite proceeding in good faith, you've gotten something wrong. And what steps would you take to preserve sensitive information in the aftermath of a cyber incident, especially when you're coordinating with external cybersecurity experts? This is a great question and something that really should be part of a company's incident response plan. How would the company gather the information? Who's going to gather it? In what manner? And how will that information be preserved? Knowing in advance of an incident what external advisors you'd call on for assistance will really pay off during and after the incident. I think it's important to know who at your company on a location-by-location or network-by-network basis can do certain things, like preserve mailboxes, preserve documents, and preserve other materials behind the scenes, and also preserve logs and stop automatic roll-offs from occurring and automatic deletions from being implemented. And who can get you a forensically sound image so that you can get that onto the investigative team? Are there common mistakes that you've seen a company make within the first 24 or 48 hours after a cyber incident? Are there any less obvious pitfalls that can be avoided in the aftermath of a crisis like that? Yes. I think not immediately bringing in legal is a mistake. Even if it seems like it's a false positive, the chief information security officer and the general counsel's offices need to be completely aligned. I think it's also important to be comfortable being uncomfortable and to understand and make sure senior leadership and the board understands that there will be a period of time, potentially a very painful period of time, between knowing that something has happened and knowing that that something requires you to spin up your full incident response plan. Training the board and your internal stakeholders that they will need to give space and time for an investigation to proceed, and then reminding them of that in the first 24 to 48 hours is key. But putting in place the mechanisms to respond if it is something and having those mechanisms in place immediately, which means bringing in the general counsel's team right away, is absolutely key. Because once the incident is off and running, it is much more difficult to put some of those mechanisms in place. Also, just as an administrative matter, I think it's really important to establish a regular cadence of meetings right away. It can help calm things down if people know that there's going to be a call or an update happening. And what role would you play in conducting a post-incident review of the company's cybersecurity policies and procedures and incident response plan in order to identify areas for improvement? Post-incident reviews are a really good opportunity for general counsels and outside counsel to take a deep dive and go beyond technical improvements and to help organizations think through holistic process improvements. It's very easy to default to this being the chief information security officer's job, but I think that's a mistake. I'm not saying, by the way, that legal owns remediation but legal usually has a special talent for seeing the pitfalls and risks, having been through many litigations and regulatory examinations, and can help the company identify how to improve and how to document those lessons learned in a smart and actionable way 
and then mapping towards compliance and having a readout to the board so they know how you're going to do better next time, which brings it all full circle. Great. Thank you, Linda, for providing all these insights today. Really appreciate it. Please make sure to subscribe to the MoFo Perspectives podcast so you don't miss an episode. If you have any questions about what you heard today or would like more information on this topic, please visit mofo.com slash podcasts. Again, that's mofo, M-O-F-O dot com slash podcasts.